Have you ever wondered or thought about the church? Is one church as good as another? How does one find the right church? Well, let's talk about the church today here from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Well, greetings to all of you, and thank you for tuning in to our broadcast today from the International Gospel Hour. We are honored for each and every listener, and we're thankful for so many of you, actually all of you, that tune in on a regular basis to hear our broadcast. We hope to challenge you. We hope to encourage you. We want our broadcast to be to God's glory and allow our lives to be in accordance with His will. We hope our broadcast will prompt further study, and you will hear our J-Web in just a moment to tell you more about our work, to also tell you of the free materials that are available for your studies. We're not interested in your money, friends, and we're not going to ask you for any money on our broadcast. We just want you to join us for a study of the Word of God. And so we're thankful to all of you that have tuned in, and for our newer listeners, thank you for making the choice to listen to our broadcast, and again, we hope that you'll find our work profitable. In Matthew 16, beginning with verse 16, Simon Peter answered the Lord, When Jesus asked, Who do people say that I am? Well, among the answers, Jesus then in turn said, But whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter said in Matthew 16, 16, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood is not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail against it. Friends, this is the first time that we see the word church in the Bible. Now think about a couple of things with me. One can look anywhere, down any street, in any town, and see more than just a few buildings that say church. And they're identified by different additional names. You may find one that will say Church of Christ. You may find one that will say Baptist Church, Methodist Church. You may find some of the newer names, just simply uh simply things such as empowered church or uh, identified church, you find a lot of unique names and titles given to churches all up and down the streets and in the cities in the world. Well, friends, regardless of the religious group, and although in-depth study may show differently, initially an individual will believe the following. Number one, the idea of religion or church is from God. Now, we've just noted that from the Bible. If you were to ask the average person, do you think the idea of religion or church comes from God, there's a real good possibility you will say, or one will say, yes. Here's a second thing. 
The Bible is the only book that can make a hundred percent claim that it is God's Word. Now, like I said, initially an individual may believe the following, that the Bible is the only book that can make a hundred percent claim that it is God's Word. Now, initially some may believe that, but as you get into it, some may say, well, that's not the case. You know that last one, friends, I would say there would even be debate there to this day to see the direction of the world moving away from God. Well, friends, all we can do is look at the Word of God to know about the church. We believe in the Bible here from International Gospel Hour. We want to look at the Scriptures and see what they say. We want to look and see God's will for our lives, for it is the word through whom God has spoken unto us today that we may understand His will for our lives. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Spirit to pen the word of God. 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. It is Scripture that is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. We understand from a careful reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that the time came when God revealed unto man what he wanted man to know. And God throughout the Old Testament revealed directly unto man his wishes, his will, and his way, and then through the prophets, and now through his Son Jesus Christ and his word that will judge us in the last day, John twelve forty-eight through 50. So today we're going to take the Bible And we want to consider the church that we read of in the Bible today and see some of its attributes. And by so doing, we will know the church of which one will be a part. Before we do that, our friend Jay Webb is going to share with you a little bit of information about our work at International Gospel Hour. Then we will come back with our study. Since 1934, the International Gospel Hour has been heard over the radio, and to God be the glory. We are blessed to remain on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We want you to grow in the knowledge of the Word of God. Thank you always for listening. Now, friends, let's notice, first of all, that the church of the Bible was purposed by God before time began. This is amazing. Listen to Ephesians three ten and 11. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the church was purposed in Christ Jesus before time even began, that eternal purpose. God knew before he said, Let there be light, that the true light, Jesus Christ, would enter into the world. Jesus said in John 8, 12, that he is the light of the world. And, of course, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known how? by the church, to the principalities, the powers, and the heavenly places. Those that would learn of the church would be those that would speak from the church, 
those that would know God's eternal purpose in their lives and how it was purposed in eternity before time began. When we embrace such a teaching as Revelation 13.8 of Christ, who was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, you see, once again, we see God's eternal purpose in the mind of God that would go to the heart of man. Listen to 1 Peter 1, 18-21. Peter said, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now listen to verse 20 of 1 Peter 1. He indeed, Christ, was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope are in God. God manifested Christ in these last times, and the last times there would be the ones of whom are the ones or the one, rather, I should say, of whom Peter is speaking, or what Peter is speaking those last times. In other words, in these last times, he was brought forth. And, of course, God raised him from the dead, gave him glory, that faith and hope may be in God. Manifest means to be proven or to be brought forth. I've shared this illustration so many times through the years, but for a number of years in secular work, I worked for a company that the drivers would deliver our product to man, to uh, to uh, put in the store, and that we would stand there and and uh, merchandise the product. But the drivers would have what was called a manifest, and the ones receiving the product would sign the invoice, and then they would in turn sign the driver's manifest. When the driver got back. The truck should be empty, and the manifest should be full. And the manifest was always the proof that something was delivered. If somebody said, we did not get this, all we had to do was pull the manifest and show the signature. So when I see that word manifest, I think of its guarantee, its approach. Indeed, God, through Christ, Christ through God, shall I say, was foreordained before the foundation of the world, he was manifest. He was brought forth, and brought forth when God raised him from the dead, that our faith and hope may be in God. Now, you put all that together, dear friends, and to see God's eternal purpose in it all, and how through Christ, the church of the Bible, the church is brought forth. Now, it's safe to say, I want to be a part of that church that was in the eternal purpose of God. Would you not agree? Let's consider a second characteristic of the church, another attribute, if you will, that not only was the church of the Bible purposed by God, but it was also prophesied by the prophets of God. Oh, this is intriguing. This is amazing. In Isaiah 2, beginning with verse 1, the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. 
He will teach us His ways, and we shall walk in His paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now let's keep that thought in mind as we now go to the New Testament, and we see prophesied some 700 and 750 years before is this prophecy from Isaiah 2. But let us note Luke 24:44 through 47. Jesus said to his apostles, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry or remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Now let's highlight a few things from Luke 24, 44-47. When Jesus spoke to his apostles, and that he talked with them of all things that must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Isaiah being that prophet, Jesus said there are things that are to come forth. And verse 47, how repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations. All nations, note that, beginning at where? Jerusalem where the word of the Lord would come forth. And then he told them to tarry in Jerusalem or remain there until they were endued with power from on high. Now when we go to Acts chapter 1, 9 through 11, we find that when Jesus had ascended into heaven, those apostles returned to Jerusalem along with others as the Lord commanded. So here they are in Jerusalem. And then we find where the Spirit came upon those apostles in Acts 2, as Jesus told them they would be endued with power from on high. Throughout Acts chapter 2, we see the response of hearing the wonderful works of God as stated in verse 11. And we also note how that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations. Well, Look at the nations, every nation under heaven, that had gathered that day on the day of Pentecost. And when the preaching of Jesus Christ pricked their hearts or struck them in the heart in verse 37 of Acts 2, they asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? They were stricken with what they had done to Jesus Christ. When they were pricked in their heart, it hit them, and they knew they were wrong, and they needed to make things right. And the answer in verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Did you note that the answer in verse 38 parallels beautifully with what Jesus said in Luke 24, 47? That repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Dear friends, you could not fit this together if it was a puzzle with only two pieces. 
This is beautiful. Note in verse 41 of Acts 2 that those that gladly received his word were baptized, and that same day, or that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them, added by obedience to God. They were not chosen by man. They were not voted in by man. They were added to them. Where you had Jews and proselytes on Pentecost, now they would depart as disciples of Christ. Then at the end, please note Acts 2.47, where we see the word church. Now noted in verse 41, that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Now verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Here's something that's amazing. For a number of years, there was a popular television show in America called Quantum Leap. In the past year or so, that program had been has been relaunched again about a man that enters into a time chamber and he leaps from life to life correcting things that were once done in er- in error. Pretty good science fiction show, to be honest with you. Now imagine if I were to find, or you were to find, one of those time machines, and we traveled back to this very day we're speaking of. And we see repentance and remission of sins, we see people baptized, and we see they were added to the church. Let me walk up to them and ask them, What denomination have you just been added to, or what denomination have you joined? They would all turn and look at one another, and then they would look at me or you and say, What is this denomination? We were added to these believers. We were added to the church. Well, tell us about the church. Well, it's the church that Jesus said that he would build, the church that he promised to build. That's the only church which we've been added. We're not part of a... Ah, we're not part of a denomination. Dear friends, that's staggering. But is it safe to say that I want to be a part of the church of the Bible that I read that was purposed by God? Let me be a part of that church, and let me be a part of that church that was even prophesied by the prophets of God. Let me be added to the church that they were added to in the New Testament. If I go that route, then friends, I know that I'm going the right route. I want to pause here for a moment. Our J-Web has a couple of remarks about our friends at HouseToHouse.com, and we'll come right back with our study. We at International Gospel Hour appreciate our co-laborers at HouseToHouse.com, an outstanding website with topic research, free materials, and an excellent media section. Check it out today at HouseToHouse.com, and please request a free copy of House to House Heart to Heart. May this be of aid in your studies. And now, friends, let's consider the Church of the Bible, not only the one purposed or the one prophesied, but the one promised by Jesus Christ. We once again go back to Matthew 16, 16-18. To where Simon Peter answered the Lord and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Now, dear friends, notice in verse 18 the phrase, And on this rock I will build my church. Now, there are a couple of reasons that he could not build the church on Peter. Number one, Peter was a man. Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that confession was made by the man, Peter. If you also look at the name Peter and the term rock here in this verse, while Peter does mean a stone, they are two separate meanings where Peter would be more of a smaller pebble and the rock is a solid foundation. Jesus is the foundation that was laid for the church to be built. The church was not built upon Peter, nor was Peter designed to be any type of overseer or even a first pope in any shape, form, or fashion. Here is Peter making the confession, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus blessed him for that saying and told him, You are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. If he was going to build the church on Peter, he would say, You are Peter, and on you my church will come. But he did not say that. Listen to 1 Corinthians 3, 10 and 11. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Paul, what foundation did you lay? Verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 3, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Dear friends, the church of the Bible was promised by the Christ. When He promised to build His church, knowing the greatness and the glory of Christ, I want to be a part of a church, or the church, that He promised to build. Dear friends, this is falling perfectly within what we have spoken of this morning. Let's summarize this by saying to let me be a part of the church that was in God's eternal purpose. In His mind, oh friends, let it be in our lives. Let me be a part of the church that was told by the prophets of God. Oh, what they penned. Let that be in my life. Hear this from 1 Peter 1, 10 and 12. Or 1 Peter 1, 10 through 12. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Wow, the prophets are looking at this. Not only are they inquiring and searching, verse 11, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that, not to themselves, but to us, They were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desired to look into. The prophets wanted to know about, know more rather, about the salvation for us. It is easily said from this writing, prophets inquired and angels desired. You think if they were around now, no doubt, They would want to be part of the church we read of in the New Testament? Let me be part of the church that Jesus himself
promised to build. Yes, friends, I want to be a part of that church, absolutely. When I am part of the church purposed by God, prophesied by the prophets of God, and promised by the Christ, there is no other choice. This is the choice, the church we read of in the Scripture. And yes, friends, it exists to this very day. We're going to continue these thoughts in another broadcast, looking more at the characteristics or the attributes of the church of the Bible. But for now, we want to pause, once again return to our J-Webb, who has a great online study available just for you. And yes, friends, it is free. And then we'll come back and wrap up our broadcast. Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right, it's free. Please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Well, dear friends, before time began, before God said, let there be light, the church was in his mind and in his purpose for mankind. And before the church came into existence, why, the very prophets of God spoke of it through inspiration. Prophets that sought, inquired, looked, the things, even angels looked into the things they are speaking of. And we have those available today. Through Jesus Christ, the promise was made to build His church, that same church that was purposed and prophesied. Dear friends, we will not be shy. You can find that same church today. That church is still in existence. And here at International Gospel Hour, please reach out to us. Let us help you in that direction. If you are looking for that church, we will do our best to direct you to a local assembly of individuals that are simply the church we read of in the Bible to do the things according to the will of God, and we will send them, and we'll send you their way, and we'll help you every way that we can. We're going to continue our studies together at another time. So thanks for joining me today from the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory.